You're listening to Rise and Shine, Episode 2. We're following up Episode 1, which was all about getting acquainted. I shared a bit about myself, and I talked about the power of our stories to give us clues to understanding our key values, values which give meaning to our lives. In this episode, we're getting oriented in time. I'm explaining a bit more about my reasons for offering this podcast, why it feels urgent now, and how I hope it serves you. Ready? Let's go! Hi, I'm Carrie Altum, and with decades of experience as a leader, activist, and entrepreneur, I've learned a lot about how our fears hold us down and how radical love always lights the way. As a mentor and coach, I've helped hundreds of leaders get centered in their values and align their lives so they can serve their powerful purpose and rise into a brighter future. I'm offering this podcast to show you how you can have impact and income without sacrificing your integrity. If you're ready to explore challenging ideas, adopt new strategies, and have some fun along the way, you're in the right place. This is Rise and Shine. Getting oriented in time and place is so important for framing our perspectives. This episode is kind of like a little audio essay. I'm starting with now, reaching back into history, returning to now, and then looking out into the future. This exercise reminded me how much our family histories can shape our identities. And be forewarned, we are wrapping up with some talk of radical love. See if you can open your heart for that part. I pushed myself to get this Rise and Shine podcast launched in March because it's Women's History Month. I know a lot of people wonder if having these different months dedicated to specific issues or topics are important. I mean, sure, every month should probably be Women's History Month, but I promise you they really are helpful. For the years I was training and guiding leaders on a college campus, the themed months of February as Black History Month, March as Women's History Month, and April as Earth Month gave us a framework for scheduling events. You know, professors could tie their curriculum to it, knowing that there'd be enrichments available on and off campus. It's a chance to correct some of the historical imbalances and make a conscious effort to do better. So... Every Women's History Month, I think about my great-grandmother. She was born to immigrant parents who'd built reasonable wealth in Pennsylvania in the mid-1800s. But she was a girl, so her brothers would be inheriting everything. And while she was described by people who knew her as a proper lady, when there were issues of who she would marry she decided to take off and make her own way in the world. She headed out west to be a homesteader, alone, at 17 years old. She was just courageous enough 
and probably naive, to reject social norms and expectations, to be willing to leave comfort behind in order to claim something for herself, to create new opportunity. So there was my great-grandmother. She was courageous. She had a vision for herself, and she had a vision for a different kind of world. I traveled back to her homestead property with my older sister. In a museum in Bismarck, I got to tour a typical homesteader's shack. It was like 8 feet by 10 feet, with a little cot and a wood stove for heat and cooking, a table and maybe two chairs, a window and a door. She lived like that. I mean, she headed out west, having lived in this lap of relative luxury with carriages and library and so on, private girls' school. And she left all that to homestead. She was a suffragette. She gathered in the nearest town, Kildeer, North Dakota, and worked with other women and some men to advocate for women's right to vote. I've always thought that was just remarkable. And, uh, you know, after a while, she headed further west. She ended up settling in the Pacific Northwest, where I am now. Uh, She just was a woman who wasn't going to settle for less than what she wanted in life. So here we are now in March of 2021, as I record this, and women have only had the right to vote for a hundred years. You know, my great-grandmother had to fight for that right. She and thousands and thousands of other women had to fight for their fundamental rights. She had to take huge risks to create a life of autonomy and a sense of freedom that she craved. You know, after centuries, pretty much all of human history, women have been objects, even possessions, without full agency. But the times, they are a-changing. And now that we're here, in the powerful now, there's no denying that women have so many more opportunities to represent ourselves. So, this Women's History Month, I'm thinking about my great-grandmother— and all the women out there who take a look at the world around them and decide, not good enough, you know, not good enough, just not just enough, not sustainable enough, not kind enough. I figure if my great-grandmother can have the courage to head off into a great unknown if she can be brave enough to leave comfort behind and endure harsh Midwest winters in a shack at such a young age in order to forge her own future, then I can at least finally do what so many have been urging me to do for so long. I could at least step up now and share my story. And also offer a platform for others to share theirs. And that's one of the priorities of this Rise and Shine podcast. I'll be interviewing leaders, artists, and entrepreneurs who see our not-good-enough world, who have a vision for how we can do 
better and who have the courage to speak up, step up, and rise to make those changes. Because here's the deal. I'm launching this podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I'm recording this in March of 2021. This past year, a global viral pandemic reminded our world of our fragility and our interdependence. We've experienced economic distress, political unrest, worsening climate impacts, and a social justice uprising. I mean, just pandemics alone trigger huge shifts in society. They prompt us to ask big questions and to challenge the status quo. So we know big changes are inevitable in our near future. And if we know our world is changing, we know our world has already changed forever. Then the question for us to answer is this. Are we going to reflect on what we want these changes to be? Are we going to take action to ensure that these changes, the changes inside ourselves, in our relationships, in our lives, and in our greater world, that these changes are good, that they represent some kind of positive progress? Are we going to rise up and create change for better? Look, these amazing, scary, extraordinary times we're living in They place us smack in the midst of a battle between fear and love. And we need to be aware that things can go either way right now. We're seeing the signs. We hear way too many voices reinforcing people's fears. People speaking from a belief in scarcity that somehow giving rights to others creates creating opportunity for others, adopting better practices, you know, that somehow those changes will take away something from those who are already doing okay. I'm calling BS on that. You know, that scarcity mindset is just stupid. This is not a zero-sum game. There is not some apple pie of opportunity and only so many pieces to go around, so we have to each fight for ours. No, that is fear talking. We have to remember, we have a choice. Every day, we have a choice between fear and love. I don't know about you, But I choose love. I choose the everyday love that I have for my family and my friends. I choose the love I have for my work, even when it's hard. And I choose the even harder love, the radical love of doing work for a better world. Even when the benefit to me and mine might be small. I'm not saying this stuff is easy. 
It's not. I know. I've been lucky to work with people who do amazing things. I've been lucky to see great teachers, healers, and artists in action. I've seen what good, good politicians can do to make things better. So, I've seen, up close and personal, radical love at work. And I know it does work. We just need more of it. And we need to realize it is urgent now. You know, think about this back past year again. We've just endured a global pandemic, right? Together. Well, I mean, apart, but still together. And our scientists, our leaders, our caregivers, our business owners, they've been heroes. Going forward, how will we honor them? When we look back at patterns in history, the period after pandemics have historically been a time of exuberance, usually of the indulgent kind, you know, often wasteful and self-serving. I hope it's different this time. Here's what I hope. I hope we get exuberant about redefining what it means to live a good life. I hope we get exuberant about what it means to lead our lives, which each of us should be free to define for ourselves. I hope we get exuberant about developing more equitable economic systems, adopting sustainable practices that protect our planet, and just plain being more kind. You know, I hope we get exuberant about economic empowerment, especially for historically economically marginalized people. I hope we get exuberant about asking the beautiful questions. And I hope we get exuberant about living with radical love for ourselves, for others, and for this exquisite planet we rely on. So, yeah, radical love. It's a hard energy to maintain. But we can do it. We can release the fears. We can create the mindsets. We can adopt the habits of radical love. We'll work together on it. And together, we'll rise and shine into a better future. Hey, friends. So was all that talk of leading a better life inspiring? Or did I overwhelm you? When I tell you you are powerful... How do you feel? I suspect many of you feel fear. You may ask yourselves, who am I to be powerful? Or you may be saying, I can't change things. To this I say, that is fear talking. That is your primitive brainstem trying to protect you from speaking up or standing out because, 
When we were in tribes, that was a dangerous thing to do. You could be rejected, excluded. I mean, you know, it could mean death. But the truth is, this is now. We aren't living in nomadic tribes anymore. Your brain has come a long way. Society has come a long way. So many others have worked to make it possible for you to step into your power. Okay, so here's an easy challenge. In honor of Women's History Month, think of a woman who claims her power. Or if it's a woman from history, uh, someone who claimed her power, think of the qualities that you admire in her. Of all those qualities, what is one, at least one, that you share with her? There are probably many. Sometimes we break through our fears by seeing what others made possible. So let yourself be inspired by her story and let yourself see how you have power too. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Rise and Shine. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, rate and review, and share the love. Tell your friends about Rise and Shine so we can all grow our integrity-centered lives and leadership together and on purpose. You got to proudly wear your crown, cause you're the one.